Zapatero. And we are live. Welcome back to Supreme Verdict Magic. Uh, Magic Community's only live debate show. I'm one of your hosts, John Dunning, and as always, I'm joined by my co-seat host right here, Mrs. Pixie Kitten Blaze. What's up? Hi! Um, I'm so excited for this show tonight. We have some really great competitors. It's going to be a lot of fun. A this lot is of fun. a star-studded event. This is oh, a yeah. kind of a bittersweet event because these are all my friends, and I don't want my friends to be mean <laughs> to each other, but you know what? That is the game it's kind of fun to make people be mean to each other right it's exciting <laughs> i guess and before uh we see people be mean to nice people be mean to each other we do want to tell everyone about cardsphere.com because cardsphere.com is simply the very best place to buy sell and trade your paper magic the gathering cards online so uh before we get into who is competing tonight and uh, again i i I think I tweeted, tweeted this out earlier that, yes, the, the singles championship match between uh, Cat Light and you have Jason Alt and Alex Kessler is happening in December. Someone's going to be a champion of this thing, but they need to be careful because all three of these, these are no slouches. So I'm expecting a, a dogfight tonight. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be rough. I don't know about a dogfight, but... but. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I brought cats to this dogfight, so. <laughs> so let's go to the other uh, people that are helping us out. Let's go to the couch real quick. Oh, wait. We only have a magic with Zooby. Hi, hi, Zoobs. I feel a little bit lonely on the couch right now. <laughs> you it's get like, the couch I, to yourself. It's great. Well, it's it's missing some warmth on oh, the couch right now. It might I, be I can't. Yeah. I can't cuddle my little my little slivers. Well, it looks well like I got I got some, the little dwarf. Yeah, though. you made some upgrades. It looks like so you ha you still have the drunken dwarf. <laughs> oh, oh God, I see it. There's a no kissing <laughs> sign above your. I don't, oh my! I, I don't know what that is. And then nope. it looks like slivers has been replaced by a 3D dolphin. Is that Echo? Okay. What the heck? <laughs> Oh my God! I, I'm not sure what's going on with the couch. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll have a uh, we'll have a producer back very soon. But uh, PK, why don't why don't we uh, go ahead and introduce who is competing in this thing tonight? Let's do it! Yeah. So introducing first, uh, we have Mr. Aaron. For, uh, he's the host of Turn One Thoughtsies podcast, modern member of the Church of Orzova, advocate for smallpox. Uh, well, the card, not the illness, at least. You know, <laughs> can't confirm or deny but he he's here so he could tell us uh how do you think the uh veteran pot modern podcaster is going to fare tonight uh i think he's going to do very well um there's there's a lot of magic knowledge there yes. for sure so but you know sometimes you need a little bit something more than just magic knowledge for this show so we'll see wreck. yeah yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, the last, I will say the last time we had a uh, modern podcast host on the show, they won that particular show in mm -hmm. Alex Kessler. So let's see if their tradition will uh, stay alive. But let's, uh, why don't we introduce our next competitor? And that is Zenaid Beckham, aka Zbex, cosplayer extraordinaire, MTG Pack Crackster, loves to laugh and live fabulous. <laughs> What do you think about so fabulous. fabulous. I think she's going to do great. I'm really excited to see what kind of answers she comes up with. I think they're going to be super creative and just 
blow away the whole thing, Jeez. I'm sure. See, it's already already tough, so why not add another superstar into the mix? And that is, this man needs no introduction, but Ruben Bressler, Magic Mike's podcasting, the Broken Pack Dungeon Mastering, my inspiration to start interviewing ever, hashtag Dolphy the Trolls, this man has been in the game for quite a while. What do you think about Mr. Uh, Mox Ruby himself? How do you think oh, that's going to fare? Another really strong contender. I mean, I just think everyone has got different types of backgrounds that are all going to be bringing something different. And it's going to be really interesting to see them all. I'm excited, How for sure. Thoughts from the couch. Uh, we're still sliverless, but we do have a... a <laughs> No kiss zone, Zuby. How do you think our our three competitors are, are going to fare tonight, sir? I don't know. I think this might be the most heated one we may have tonight. Ooh. So mm -hmm. it's. I feel like it's going to be neck and neck and neck on who is going to really pull out here. So I'm kind of excited. Any early predictions from the couch? <sighs> I have a feeling Hobbit that uh, the Hobbit was telling me that. I feel like. <laughs> Ruben is going to come out of the gate swinging, but I think Zanae mm -hmm. takes it at the end. Ooh. Ooh. One for one oh, yikes. Are, are we just not doing phrasing anymore? <laughs> right. <laughs> All is right. It? Okay. Well, All right. Let, let us, let us officially meet the panel. So introducing first representing turn one thoughtsies, and that is with a record of zero wins and zero defeats. We have Aaron. <laughs> Welcome, sir. <laughs> What I heard is undefeated. Right. Undefeated. <laughs> undefeated, true. still the champion of this group. Of the yes. Well, all okay. three are the champion. Yeah. Tied tied for first. That's John, right. turn you your go. volume up. Turn my chat volume up. Chat is saying Yeah, chat is saying turn your volume up. Perfect. Maybe I'll touch talk louder into the mic enunciate. Uh introducing you, next. Uh they're gonna they're gonna really be sad that they asked me to talk louder because I'm gonna get crazy. So <laughs> Uh, representing, well, Z-Bex herself, uh, cosplayers everywhere. Zanae Beckham, uh, zero wins, zero defeats. Welcome back to the channel, my friend. Thank you for having me tonight. Of course. Uh, I'm so happy that, that you're back on the channel, and what a great way to have you back. I don't know, are you excited about mixing it up with these two crazy guys? Yeah, I'm pretty excited, and I agree that there are going to be some great competitors, and I'm excited to see them on the other side of the finish line, Ooh. you know, before them. <laughs> right, yeah. you had to specify yeah. that one. The smack talk is there, all right. <laughs> and then introducing, uh, last but not least, uh, representing the Magic Mike's podcast and the Broken Pact D&D uh, &D campaign, Mr. Ruben Bressler, Mox Ruby himself. Welcome back, sir. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you just, uh, it looks like you just came back from the, the Oscars. I did. I, yes, <laughs> I didn't win there. Um, and I, I didn't realize I was going to be losing so often tonight, but we'll, we'll try to, we'll try to not lose this one quite so badly. Um, and, uh, and we'll see how it goes. Perfect. All right. So let's get to the rules real quick. Uh, there's four rounds. Each round consists of opening argument, rebuttal, and closing statement. A question will be asked to the contestants in a rotating order. Each contestant will be given two minutes. I don't know why I haven't updated the slide yet for their opening argument. Then one minute for rebuttals and one minute for the closing statement. In rounds one, two, and four, the grand arbiter, which is myself, will decide who has won the round and will award one point to the round winning contestant. Zero points will be given to non-round winners. In the event of a tie, majority 
majority chat vote decides. Also, in round three, this is very important, chat, get ready. Round three, you are the grand arbiter. You will be uh, judging who wins that round. So, wow. uh, co-host PK, are you ready? I am ready. I'm so ready. Let's do this. Couch, are you ready? Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna warn everyone this time this slide C. is quite loud, so let's wipe the board! Burn them all. Loud. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> oh what a day! What a lovely day! All right, so that's the wrong slide. Let's go. Four rounds to a finish. Let us start out. Uh, do we have the questions ready? Oh, so we put out the Twitter poll, and it looks like this was the closest Twitter poll we've ever had, uh, but it looks like Zenaid is the is picked by the fans to be the favorite. What? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She gets the, the privilege to choose if she would like to punt the ball or keep the ball so to speak would you like to answer the questions or you get to pick one of these guys to answer the questions first um i want to answer the question first Ooh, let's go nice all right good, good idea so pk time on the clock uh yes how what are i'm sorry what's the time two one minutes, minute two minutes two minutes Two minutes for the opening okay. argument. So this is so uh, PK is going to ask you all a question. Uh, Zanae is mm -hmm. going to go first. She's going to get two minutes for her opening argument, and then uh, who's going to go after you, Zanae? Uh, Aaron or Ruben? Um, let's go ahead and have Ruben go next, okay. since you guys were so doubtful on Aaron, and then we'll let him close it out. Oh. <laughs> Unbridled <laughs> savagery that I've got the, the catbird seat at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. So whenever... Am I uh, what? Am Johnny I here? is back. Johnny oh Slivers is oh, back. Oh, Johnny Slivers is back. Hello, producer. <laughs> oh, no video yet, but we'll, we'll still work on that momentarily so uh we go ahead and call me the, uh, the question pk and then we'll put the time on the clock okay question number one time for some non-conventional world building in the realm of gaming and of geek life fandom in general we find the existence of the convention a gathering of people connected by a common hobby or pastime Conventions of note include, but are not limited, to the likes of PAX, Comic-Con, and GP Magic Fest Las Vegas. Today, we want you to take a geek convention of your choice and turn it into the next best Magic the Gathering set. What convention would you choose? What signature MTG ability would your convention expansion set have? And what are two primary creature types or tribes in your set? Nice. Okay. Okay. So like, when when I have to go start? first. <laughs> now can I go now? Go ahead. Okay. 
So I'm definitely going to pick uh, Magic Fest Vegas as my uh, world that I would like to build for the next set. Mm -hmm. um, I need to have a mechanic, right, is the first thing? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so my mechanic is going to be uh, dehydration. <laughs> uh, and this is, uh, this is going to be um, a effect that whenever you whenever you gain life, uh, you have to put a minus one minus one creature uh, counter on target creature. Um, if you are unable to do so, then you have to discard a card. Um, so obviously, this is going to be on some strong powered creatures. Like you might have a four four dragon that has haste that has dehydrate. Um, and you have to do it to your own creatures, um, so it does have a drawback for you. Who knows? Maybe even it costs three mana because it's so good, um, the setback. Um, what else do I have to do with? Uh, you have to name two types of creature types or tribes in your set. And you have about okay. ten seconds. Okay, my first creature type is Drunks, uh, okay. because <laughs> obviously that's part of uh, Vegas. Five. And then my second creature type is the Gambler. Okay, that's time. Perfect. So we have okay. drunken gambler dragons. <laughs> Got it. That's what I heard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So let's get the next opening uh, statement from Ruben, right? Mm-hmm. Two minutes on the clock. Yep. Go ahead. Coming soon to a local game store near you is Comic-Con San Diego, the magic set. Featuring the new keyword mechanic, Cluster. It's an effect <laughs> where when you have too many creatures all on the battlefield all at the same time, they all become one big, sweaty, gross mass. <laughs> and they're all stuck together, especially when you stack up, like, the people with the loudspeakers talking about Jesus on the main corner. And <laughs> the people who are all wearing uh, Fat Thor cosplay. And what I assume uh, is... Or my body, yeah. Right, or what I assume is going to be everyone's cosplay next year, which is Joaquin Phoenix Gross Joker. Mm. Um, uh. and so when you stack them all up all on top of each other, they become like a big Battlecruiser magic-style creature. And so you have uh, <laughs> nice big amalgams of, of, uh, of creatures to be able to play in your limited environment. Other abilities include Swag Bag, which is whenever you enter the battlefield, you get a bunch of crap on your creature that you don't want. Uh, and then have to carry around while you're on the battlefield the whole time. So you probably enter tapped, but then you have like a bunch of magazines and stuff. And then you also get, just like most magic sets that we're going to talk about, you can get overheat. Um, which is, you know, if you, you, you have to pay extra blue mana to make sure that your creatures don't immediately go to the graveyard. Mm. But it sounds like a ton of fun, uh, this set. But unfortunately, when you actually play the set, it's not as fun as you think it'll be because everything's overpriced and there aren't, you know, <laughs> there's, there's too many Comic-Con promos in every pack. Mm -hmm. um, it's a really weird limited environment. And also, Ten seconds. But, but here's the thing. Everybody comes to play Comic-Con. So that's that's the benefit of getting that set. All righty. Okay. It's time. We got a, a cluster blank, uh, <laughs> battle cruiser, swag bags, a lot of mechanics on uh, Rubens for the Comic Con SD plane. Mm -hmm. uh, but now uh, let's get two minutes on the clock for Aaron to close out the opening arguments whenever you're ready. 
Okay, I need. I have two questions before I start. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, I'm going to get kicked off the show. Uh, Are are we allowed to curse? Uh, Yes. Okay, and like, how blue are we going here? Oh boy, I I don't think we have caps on the blueness. (laughs) Yikes. Okay. So, so I like where this is going. <laughs> You're not going to in a minute. Okay. Um, okay, go ahead. You ready? Yep. All right, fire. All right, so my expansion set for a convention is Hentai Con. Yes! <laughs> oh, my oh, God. My. <laughs> yeah, Ruben, how did you miss this? This is, the, this is a layup. Like... <laughs> Okay. And that's okay, the argument. So <laughs> mechanic, right? So the mechanic, I think, is probably X-ray, uh, where you can you can see your opponent's hand from the inside and outside at the same time. Sure. Um, <laughs> and then the main tribes, my guess would be uh, tentacle monsters, clearly, and then maids, probably. Those those <laughs> yep. would be the two main. Yeah, see, the grimace note means that I I feel like I may have, may have hit on something. Um, and then probably, like, the set icon that I'm envisioning is, like, like eye bleach that you're going to need afterwards. Like, after you play this, you're just going to need, like, puppies or, like, people helping old ladies across the street. But up until then, it's just going to be gross. <laughs> But in a fun way. Right. Right. <laughs> it's sure. like fun gross. Hentai <laughs> tends to be. Uh. Look, th- it's called hentai and it's art. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I, I, I just unfortunately watched a, a, a kind of a gekimation film. I guess you could. it's in between an anime and a hentai film called uh, Violence Voyager. Wow. I'm never the same. I can't stop thinking about this horrible thing I watched. Uh, it's not for me, but it's for someone. And I'm glad that <laughs> the people that like it have what? it. I just wish I could pull it surgically uh, extract it from my brain, but we're gonna go to the rebuttal uh, round. So now I'm not to done. Have... I'm about. I'm. I've got like thirty seconds left, probably. Oh, sh- yeah, talk. I mean, you you had thirty seconds left when over you stopped here. talking. I'm sorry, don't mind Look, me. there. Okay. Yeah. So Give when I was 30. in college, oh, somebody was like, "You need to watch this," and I was like, "Okay." Right, and it was a VHS because that's when I went to college, and that's where all this knowledge wow. comes from. Because I'm old, okay. <laughs> and they were like, "Have you ever seen Japanese animation before?" And I was like, "You have ten seconds." I have. All right. So, anyways, it was called Yurotsuki Doji. I watched it on this awful, like five times uh, copied over VHS tape. Look it up; it will change your life. That's time. For- that's. The better <laughs> or don't. Let's uh, before we go to the rebuttals. Let's go to the couch. I mean, we have oh Magic Fest Vegas, uh, Comic Con, and Hentai Con. Yeah. Zuby, which one would you want to frequent first? <laughs> yeah, Zuby. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think which is more cringe. Was Cody's answer from last time <laughs> or Aaron's answer of this episode? Um, it's, I mean, just from the sound of it, I mean, Vegas obviously would be the one I'd want to go to because Comic-Con, e- even though Comic-Con can be really fun, just the, the mechanic of cluster <laughs> makes me feel all greasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And 
How about the disembodied voice of the of the of the yes, producer? Yes, I am. I am. You can just pretend that I'm the dolphin. Here, now you are the dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> I I think did we? If we didn't find the line, we're close. What does the chat say? <laughs> are the chat uh, animation fans? Uh, some someone said disqualified a uh, straight tentacle porn. Um, I look shook, and I'm glad now that Slivers isn't on the couch with him. <laughs> well, somebody knew the English name of Yuratsuki Doji, and that person, I'm going to send you a fruit oh, basket. Not a legend of the basket. So let's go to, uh, we get 60 seconds on the clock, so we're going to go back to Zanade. So what are you holding up there? What That's my fat symbol. That's the dehydration oh, aspect. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Okay, how okay, sorry, sorry, how long is there a question or do I just go? Okay, so 60 seconds uh, for the rebuttal. So basically, Zanade, you're going to tell us why uh, Ruben is wrong uh, for, for saying all of his stuff, why your stuff is better, Ruben's wrong, and okay. then why Aaron is okay. – I, I can't even start with Aaron. So <laughs> you're, you're basically going to say why, why yours is the best and theirs suck. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So first off, you should definitely come and play the convention set MTG Vegas because it is all ages friendly. I don't care if you're, you know, three or four or 68. It's not going to have any awkward moments. We've all played cards against humanity with our family. We don't need to do that again. Also, why would you want to go put yourself in being uncomfortable? Magic is about having fun. When was the last time that you hung out with a bunch of drunks and gamblers and didn't have a good time or at least leave with a good story? Have you seen people in Vegas? Have you ever seen them wheelchaired out? You might get to have that sideline experience of seeing the excitement firsthand when playing my set. You might get a little dehydrated doing it, but it was well worth it. I mean, what more do you need? That's it. Come, come, come drink. Come be merry. Throw the dice. There's gambling games to be have. Heartache? And then you know you might even have a date. Oh, we got a pun. Oh, my God. That's time. Yep. It's rhyme time. I mean, Ruben, you and I both have firsthand knowledge of what it's like to live in Vegas. So. I know. I was just going to say, I have home field advantage on this argument because if I'm playing a magic set, I want to escape reality. I want to go someplace that feels totally different and i lived in las vegas for five years i don't want to play place i've lived the set that doesn't sound super fun to me but there's also a line right and the line is probably somewhere way before hentai the set. <laughs> so i think that the right level of 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 suspended realism is the sort of fake but also partially real in between world of San Diego filled up with nothing but people who bought Halloween costumes for $15.99 on the way into town and are paying $45 for parking. I think that that's the kind of escape from reality I want exactly one time a year. And that's what you want out of San Diego Comic Con. All right. Coming back strong. All right. So. Uh where can you buy a Halloween costume for fifteen dollars? Halloween, like any of the Halloween City. stores. Have no, garbage? no, yes. those no. cost twice that much. No, all right, yeah, maybe fair. Yeah, or a thrift store. Just go to the thrift store and build yourself a build yourself a Halloween costume of I don't know. Okay, my name is Earl or whatever. <laughs> my name is Earl. Uh, 
PK, 60 seconds on the clock. Let's get yep. Aaron's much-anticipated rebuttal. <laughs> Why is Spaghetti Monster the best? Go ahead. Okay. Vegas <laughs> is lame. San Diego is a dump. Oh. And... <laughs> it's only born there. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> okay. Right? Like, San Diego Comic-Con is a place that if you said, hey, I need you to either get in this time machine and go to Bosnia in the 90s or go to San Diego today, I would get in that time machine 10 times out of 10. Because, like, being in San Diego while that is happening is like the seventh circle of hell. So you already have hand sanitizer, right? (laughs) You already don't want to touch anything. You're already going to be surrounded by people that you probably don't want to hug. I feel like the the hentai expansion is pretty much already the entire convention experience. Ten seconds. But, you know, everybody's an adult, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nade's That's out. That's <laughs> She's <I'm>... out. <laughs> I think maybe she's just chilly. Don't lay, don't lay that on me. I'm cold. Yeah, I'm really yeah, cold. See? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Three. so we have the rebuttals in. Let's go back to the couch. Uh, the Dolphin and Magic with Zuby. Let's do a little fact checking here. Uh, you know, if you had the TARDIS and go go back in time, like like uh, Aaron said, would you would you rethink your choice to go to Vegas and would you go to the Spaghetti Monster uh, convention? He said Bosnia in 1990. Well, that too. In I the mean. 90s. In the 90s, in the 90s, dur- 90s. during the Bosnian genocide. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Bosnian War happened in the early oh. 90s. Oh boy. Um, I don't know. I think I'd rather go to San Diego. <laughs> Hello. Hello, darkness, um, my old friend. Sure. Yeah. I will give. I will give this. You, you, when you swing for the fences, you gotta go for it. And so I, I respect I respect the hustle in the argument. <laughs> Even the competitor is uh, giving props for the the reach of all all yeah, the yeah. yeah. Uh, how about the dolphin? Does the dolphin say anything from the chat? The <laughs> see uh, from the chat. Yeah. Oh, oh the god! Poor, fucking the poor chat is on <laughs> Jesus effort. <laughs> <laughs> Efren says, I don't even want to know why people might get wheelchaired out of HentaiCon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. That that's that's that. All right. It's not it's not what you think. It's worse. <laughs> okay. Let's go to our uh so we have We've 60 more our... seconds per competitor for a uh, just a closing argument on this round and then we will choose a winner. Oh, not we will. I will. Uh but uh yes, Zenaid, 60 seconds back on the clock. Your closing argument now that you have all the information, all the rebuttals. Make your last statement here. Uh, why is why is uh, uh, Vegas the best? Go ahead. Well, you know, as much as I like being surrounded by people in cheap Halloween costumes, well, <laughs> Vegas is basically, I don't know if you've been there, but it's better than that uh, because you can go to nightclubs and mm-hmm. at Halloween's coming up. We have that. So this that's irrelevant. My magic set has all of the themes for it, the dehydration. You'll be able to talk about your gameplay stories about how, you know, you you rolled a hard six and then you you put the drunk in the graveyard, you know, but then afterwards a gambler exiled you and brought you back and it helped you win the game, you know, like 
how cool does that sound? So really, you should just think about uh, overall the fact that Vegas is one of the most fun places and you'll even find cosplay cards in the set from MTG cosplayers who are at Vegas. So it basically has the same thing as SDCC, but better. And also on the hentai um, con, I mean, I just feel like we're, we're really not even really trying to compete with that. So that's <laughs> different time. audience. Different. <laughs> it's called market segmentation. Right. <laughs> we're, we're always trying to grow our audience. I, I don't get <clears throat> shame. Uh, let's go to Ruben Wrestler's uh, closing out this uh, this round for your your final statement here. Yeah, I don't really want to defend San Diego, and I feel like I need to help uh, the the hentai argument along. So I'll just try to. <laughs> I'll just try to help that one catch up a little bit here. Um, it's unique. It's certainly a way to go. Um, it's gonna get new players. Certainly. Um, yeah, that's certainly a thing that could happen. Um, I mean, look, the numbers don't lie. More people go to San Diego Comic-Con. It's an older convention. It's going to get... And the set symbol is a dollar because... A dollar sign. Because it just makes all the money in the world. If you want to be a success, if you want to make sure that you get return to uh, a Comic-Con, or you get Oath of the Comic-Con and go back to a plane over and over again and have one of those successful expansions, you want to do the Comic-Con expansion. That's the way you want to go. Okay. All right. It's closing yeah. out strong. Uh, strong for Aaron and himself. Uh, doing double duty on that <laughs> round. Ruben Bressler, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get uh, Aaron's, again, much anticipated, at least to me. I don't know if anyone else is anticipating the closing <laughs> argument, but I sure the hell want to hear it. So 60 seconds on the clock. Yep. Go All ahead. Right. Here's the cell. In the preview movie, a giant meteor comes down and obliterates Oko. And nice. so he is oh. no longer part of magic continuity from then on. And then like all the gross yeah. stuff happens after that. But that's okay. like, that's the very <laughs> first part is just like Shivan meteor. That's your selling point. I love Killing it. Oko. Yes, I, mean, I mean, right. Have you played recently? That's yeah, the fan I base too, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, I mean, I just elks everywhere. Mm. Oh. Antlers, antlers in the sky, mm. and then all the other stuff happens. But Love that it. that important part in the beginning is, I think, would sell the entire set. It doesn't make any less sense than <laughs> the most recent preview video. Ten seconds. Sure. <laughs> Look, once once we went gingerbread, mm -hmm. I feel like the world There's is no our oyster. The world is our oyster. And yep. there it is. That's there time. Is. That's time. PK, what did you think about this round? Um, we went to I'm some places. Little, I'm a little... Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what to think. All right. Uh, let's go to the couch. Let's get some fact-checking going from... Uh, I don't know who I'm asking for fact-checks. Is that Zuby? Uh, yeah, I guess. Zuby, <laughs> <laughs> are there any facts here? Um, I mean, I've never been to San Diego, but isn't it on fire right now or something? No, uh, I don't know. Uh, Los that. Angeles. Uh, oh, yeah. My house is on fire. Yeah. Ruben, yeah. Ruben's oh. literally on fire. Oh, damn. That's yeah. so not. Well, my house isn't on fire, right. but, you know, close <laughs> enough. All around. The blaze is nearby. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're um, all burn aficionados here. Right. Yeah. Ooh, that's true. Very, that's true. Very, I, I mean, I don't even know what, what facts to really check here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Though I, though I will say I do like Cluster the more that I think about it because I really like Meld as a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And Cluster could be like uh, uh, melt, like Mega Meld or yeah. something like that. You uh, know, Mega Morph. I could see Cluster in an Unset. That could, that could work there too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A little love for so, the mechanics. Uh, very similar to bestow in that way, but you sure. just keep bestowing on top of each other until you get very, very. Uh, yeah, you could think of it like that. Yeah. See, I feel like that works for both of ours. True. Here's the verdict. We got to move on. This was a very uh, long round one. It we got was, a couple yes. rounds left. Um, so uh, let's just go over what I wrote. So magic. So Zenaid's argument first. Uh, magic Fest Vegas. We got mm-hmm. the dehydration minus one minus one on target creature or discard a card. Uh, then we have the creature types, drunks and gamblers. So uh, I then so Zenaid went the the family friendly route. She had a great pitch. It sounded like a commercial, uh, and then she mm-hmm. had a pun. So of course that's oh, like plus two great. points right there. Great. However, uh, I, I did find some holes in your arguments, Zenaid. Uh You said family friendly, but then you had drunks, and you know if you've ever been to my house on Thanksgiving, you know those two things aren't, aren't <laughs> cohesive. By family, what? I meant myself. Uh, so then we're gonna go to uh, Ruben's uh, argument real quick. Still, still solid, Zanade. You're not out of the game. Uh, so Comic Con SD, we got Cluster again. That could go for his or Aaron's. We got Battle Cruiser Magic with Swag Bag, uh, Overheat uh, with a. Uh, uh, it was very blue asymmetrical. I wrote down, and then he just kind of he's just like, yeah, Comic Con's sweaty and gross. So let's just see what hentai is all about. Uh, and then also, <laughs> I did have to poke a hole in yours as well, Ruben. You forgot to give me tri- the two tribes that were going to be in your set. Oh, so sure. It's like I we're like Iron that. Chef and you left off the black pepper. So you mm. definitely got to get penalized for that mm. one. I'm sorry, my mm. friend. So now let's get to the to the, to the meat of the argument. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. No. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Nope. So we got Hentai like Con, X-Ray, uh, Tribes, we had Maids, uh, Tentacle Monsters, and he said Las Vegas is lame. Uh, I did 22 years in that desert, so I, I could uh, attest to that. Born in San Diego was a dump. No, it's it's pretty nice there. Uh, with all the facts and everything, I can't believe I'm going to say it, Aaron takes round one. Yes! <laughs> oh my oh god! I'm on board. No. I don't know how I we pro- got here. I, I doth protest on Embarrassing. that. Embarrassing. Tell me how horrible I am in the chat. I just, I think it was the most cohesive uh, argument. Uh, uh, straight up and down. Okay, we got to move on. Let's go to. A of, there's a lot of creative room for the R&D department to make <laughs> cards. Yeah. Design yeah. space. Design space. Exactly. You know, we got the yeah. My Little Pony set. Maybe it's, you know, we, we pander to the, the, sm- the younger audience. Maybe it's time to get the. Those those people uh, are sad as well. So well, you just made and a whole bunch of Oko. disgusting people at LGS is happy that wear those yeah. tentacles and tie play mats and Again, shit. I don't kink shame. Let's go to round number two. Uh, PK, you got the. Yes. Let's go to the opening arguments for round two. Oh, first let's get the question first. <laughs> okay, oh, Aaron, yes. you get to pick the the oh. rotation now. Who's going first? Mm-hmm. Oh, All right, do I get to hear the question first? No. No. Ooh. <laughs> It's <sighs> tough. You know what? I th- I'm going to go last again. I liked. I liked that. I like okay. being the anchor. It so gives me the most first? time to percolate. Yeah. Uh, we saw what happened ha- last time. Boy, 
let's do. Uh, we'll, we'll move it one to the left. So Ruben first, then Z, and then I'll do. I'll do last. Perfect. Bring right. it. Batting okay. lead off. Get ready. I'm ready. Question number two. Here we go. As some of you may be aware, the Tin Street Hooligans, that's us, have been known to enjoy a bit of D&D from time to time. Oh, the, my wheelhouse. Oh, there. Yep. This question's for you, Ruben. The Tin Street Hooligan Gang has faced off with the likes of Fiery Phoenixes, Roided Up Insects, and Boulder Wielding Cyclopses. Choosing from the expansive list of D&D monsters, we want you to imagine what one of these big bads would be like as a Magic the Gathering player. Mm. What monster would you envision as a Magic player, and what would their favorite format be? Interesting. Is the timer started? Go ahead. All right. So uh, there are a number of monstrous people that you'll run into at your local magic tournament that you probably uh, have high challenge ratings, but are also not terribly pleasant to fight against. I would think that the the one that I would want to fight against the least would be one that has an area of effect damage that has something to do with poison and disease. You know the type, right? Um, the, you have you have uh, a really uh, 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 like bad disposition, like chaotic evil feeling. Um, I would say the kind of person that doesn't that pile that, that, that chooses to pile shuffle every single time they <laughs> shuffle. They don't use sleeves. They've Ew. got like grimy sleeves. Oh. I'm thinking that you would have to fight against Jewy Blex, the Demon Lord of Oozes, <gasps> as a Magic the Gathering opponent. Oh, that would probably be the worst case scenario. Jewy Blex is one of the Demon Lords of the Abyss, um, who uh, invaded the Underdark in the Out of the Abyss storyline, is in charge of things like Black puddings and gelatinous cubes and things like that. Um, and you definitely want to have your deck double sleeved if you present a shuffle uh, before before you let them touch it. And also, maybe don't shake their hand before the game because you don't know where that, that particular thing has been. What's their favorite format? What's their favorite format? Hmm. In 20 seconds. Sure. I would say vintage, hmm. mostly because they're super old. And oh. made of really gross, disgusting, rotting stuff. And so uh, either that or old school would be their favorite format. Certainly not modern. They're not Five a modern. Seconds. They're not a modern god. Not a modern demon lord. I would say quite vintage. That's time. And we're going to debut this at the Hentai Con. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. This is all. Uh, yeah, I can't get it out of the head now. Um. All right. So yeah, we're going it's to. It's a big gelatinous circle. <laughs> right. The name. You're up, my friend. Okay. So the D&D creature that I'm familiar with as a magic player is the Fire Phoenixes. Uh, now, this person is very social, so they're going to be talking to everybody before the tournament. And their favorite format is limited because they always like having a rebirth of a new set. Um, they like things that are fast, which typically in limited, you get rewarded for sometimes playing an aggressive deck if you do get the right burn spells like a phoenix naturally likes. Uh, but also you get the rebirth element of a phoenix where when the set's done and they're over it, they're on to the next one. 
Uh, the Fire Phoenix also is well versed in many other formats because they are Phoenix. They're like, oh, I'm going to play standard now. And then they're like, oh, well, Oko's everywhere. So now I'm going to play modern and they'll switch around. But they always come back to limited because they always know that they can master and fly above the rest. They don't have to worry about gelatinous cubes uh, in the draft because they're just better than that. Um, and uh, also, uh, they're definitely the player that at a GP, if they lose one and two when they're not even out yet, they drop and they sell their deck to the nearest spender that they see. <laughs> Does that happen? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've seen it happen. Am I? That's, the salt of the fire phoenix is strong. <laughs> so it's a rage cell. Yes. Mm. I, okay. yeah. I, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people in our hobby have more money than sense. So uh... <laughs> that, that pun will be counted for Zanade because it's technically on her time. So. <laughs> mm. All right. Thank you for that one, Ruben. Thank you. Two minutes. Uh, okay. Aaron, close out the round. Well, yep. All right. Close out the beginning of the round. Sure. All right. So I'm going deep on this one. Okay. Uh, oh God. Dark. Relax. Okay. <laughs> I should get that. Not time after back. last round. After I should last get round that. When you said back. I'm going right, deep yeah. now, it's not. I didn't know what to think. You lay honestly. in the bed you made. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, all right. So my favorite D and D setting of all time is Dark Sun. Um, so for those not familiar, Dark Sun is, uh, sort of Amonkhet-esque. Um, it takes place in a desert plain and it's, uh, it's extremely brutal. It, uh, it's so like hardcore that they actually advise people to make multiple characters and play them at the same time because you're so likely to die of exposure and just like dying of thirst and all that stuff. So, anyway, so it's an amazingly hardcore but super cool um, setting that everybody should look up. There is a monster from this plane called the Tichaub, and the Tichaub is a, and I quote, a particularly deadly little creature that delights in draining intelligence from those smarter than itself. <laughs> so, this monster is the ultimate uh, sort of like rules lawyer and also like person who has to prove that they know everything that is correct. So it, uh, the, the physical description even sometimes works. It's a tiny humanoid creature with leathery gray skin, beady red eyes, and a purple ridge along the skull. I've definitely seen that. It's, hair, it's hairless. Um, the most important thing about it, though, is it is a solitary creature because it doesn't like anyone or anything except the feeling of power it gets from becoming smarter. And if that's, that's not a magic time. player... <laughs> that's time. That's time. So we're at Dark Sun, which is like an Amonkhet, and his creature is Donald Trump. Okay, so let's go to the <laughs> couch real quick. Uh, let's... He doesn't have a golden toilet. That's true. Uh, Zuby, this is this is your wheelhouse as well. I expect lots of facts uh, as far as uh, D&D oh. facts go. So let's mm -hmm. start with uh, Ruben's the, the Jublex oozes, the demon. Um. Yeah, I can definitely try not to picture that as a magic player because it's just <laughs> gross 
And Ruben was right on the ball for every single thing about Jew blacks or Jewy blacks or mm-hmm. every, however you say it. Um, <clears throat> and vintage. Yeah, that would be a very oozy thing to do. Having the power nine in their deck and not even wear sleeves or anything like that. Um, and then the Phoenix. Um, I, I like that. Loves new sets. Very salty. Um, mm-hmm. Loves limited. I could see it beating the Jewy Blex because it would never have to touch it. It would just be able to fly up high and shoot fire at it, essentially, or swoop down and attack it. Um, but Aaron, how do I spell that monster name? I cannot remember how to spell that because I'm it's, trying to find it. It's T apostrophe C H O W B. Okay, that's what I was forgetting. Okay. Wait, C H O W B. No U. There's no U. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I am not too familiar with um, Dark Sun as much as probably some other people, but um, <laughs> I, I, it I'm, I'm, it's going to take. Yeah, it, it's going to take me a little bit yeah, to you, look that one up. That up? Uh, Johnny, what does the uh, chat say about this? Right, let's see. I got Erickson here. Tacob, isn't that? Is I think is it the Tacob? Tahab, whatever the Tacob. Tachaub, the Tachaub, isn't that the sound Red Man made in the video with Fred Durst? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I think it's a, a reference to an than, yeah. old yeah. video. Fred Durst, isn't that Limp Biscuit? It is. Yeah, I ran a, I ran across one of those videos recently, and I'm so glad it's the first time I saw that video because I'm glad <laughs> I didn't see it back then. It was I'm like, it because didn't you would have loved it so much, and it would have molded who you are now. <laughs> Sure. Okay, yeah, I, I found the Tichaub. Yeah, this is like the quintessential magic player that you'd find at a LGS that no one likes. Oh, dang. Oh. <laughs> I feel attacked. All right, so let's go to the rebuttal round. Uh, let's let's move this along back to Ruben. Why is the is it the Jublex? Ju- yeah, Jublex, Jewy Blacks, whatever you want to call it. Sure. So the rebuttal is pretty simple here. I think that um, we all had decent uh, reasons for our uh, our choices. I don't think that an Arclight Phoenix is going to hold magic cards, right? It's got wings. It doesn't have opposable thumbs. This T'Chaub thing, um, you know, if it shows up at a magic tournament... Okay, I think that it can probably get, maybe it gets lucky and gets around one buy and it can absorb some intelligence before it actually has to play any magic. But you look at Jewy Blacks, you look at the Demon Lord of Oozes, the Faceless mm-hmm. Lord, the the uh, the champion of the 222nd layer of the Abyss, um, who rules over the slime pits with Zugmatoy, the Lady of Fungi. You're not going to find a more challenging opponent. Challenge rating... Tw- Uh-oh. A child not even in 5th edition. That's time. A challenge rating 2, that thing can get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Highest challenge rating. Got it. All right, Zanae, you are back on the clock for your rebuttal. Let's talk about Phoenixes. 60 seconds on the clock. Okay. Well, regardless of what type of limbs any mythical creature has, let's just assume that they can all 
somehow read and play magic cards because let's take it you know one guy's faceless one guy has a weird little beady eyes that he might not even be able to see that's like blindness right i mean i would know um and the other thing about the demon guy um i the jubilex um i i read up a little bit on them it sounds like they care very little for intrigue and only for destruction so the phoenix will definitely have an advantage on that um, and also, of course, like I mentioned, the phoenix is kind of the social butterfly. Um, even though they get really hot-headed quickly when they play, they still are bouncing in between rounds. So wouldn't you much rather want to have the phoenix that you're playing with rather than the chow? Chow? To chow. Like, chow? Five seconds. So, you know, keep you warm when it's cold outside, too. That's time. More inclusive experience. All right, Aaron, let's close out the rebuttals. 60 seconds on the clock. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> PK tell me if, the glass. Yep. Tell me if you've ever had this experience. You sit down across from someone and they just start talking and talking and talking, right? So this is a psionic attack. And that is the realm where where we're focused here because every point of intelligence that they drain from you is gone permanently you actually just straight up get dumber and the the demon lords they don't care what people do right they're like cats they don't like human activity has no bearing on their existence so 15 seconds um the, the Phoenix, I mean, my my argument against the Phoenix is purely logistical. Even if they could be holding cards, they would immediately burst into flames. Five. And, you know, they got things to do, man. <laughs> That's it. What? Five. <laughs> got things to do, like what? Like, if you could fly, would you be playing magic? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Bird things. What are you up to? Bird stuff. All you right. don't know... Let's you're not a the, bird lawyer, even let's though you're the, the drunken hobbit. What does the the hobbit think of this round so far? He looks drunken. happy. That's great. All right. Uh, how about uh, Echo the Dolphin? What is the chat saying? Oh, the chat's all about made. Uh, you, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm afraid that's how that drunk you're getting off camera, John. First round. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's. I think there's, there's some revolt in the chat. They're calling for a rigged system here. Okay. Mm. That's that's piling over from the first round. Maze League is showing up tonight. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Zuby, we got some more information in the rebuttal round. Uh, More D&D stuff. I I refer to you. Yeah, so I I finally found the Chichalb and... Going, If we were just going based off a challenge rating, Jewyblex would definitely wipe out both, um, both of the other two, the Phoenix and the the um T'Chaub. but i do like a lot of the tchaub's ability and aaron kind of explains it well where yeah someone who you know we all know those kind of magic people at those lgs's that have no social skills and you do feel your intelligence draining as you hear them talk <laughs> yeah all right perfect let's go to let's close this round out with the uh closing arguments uh let's put Ruben back on the clock 60 seconds tell us why the Jublex is the best 
Go ahead. Yeah, unlike unlike the renowned social skills of firebirds and tchaubs, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I think that I've made myself pretty clear. I mean, it's a faceless lord. How can you possibly argue against the the pudding king, as it were, the oozing temple? He's he's the worst possible opponent. Um, and you know, you you've all all you've all played standstill. You've all played Drago for twenty turns. You know what it's like when you have a sort of Looks like a melting opponent across the table from you. And you guys were complaining about the unshifting, unchanging, unemotional uh, uh, facade of the Jewy Blex. Don't you want to not be phased? Don't you want to stay cool under pressure? Don't you want to not burn into flames when you get the wrong <laughs> top deck? Don't you not want to have to feed on the in- intellect and intelligence Five. of your opponents? Don't you want to just be everything and mm. everybody to everyone <laughs> as Jewy Blex is? That's the time. <laughs> That was the patented PK buzzer sound, and no one's ears will ever be the same. Let's go back to Zenaid for your closing statement. Uh, go for it. Okay, so I just want my closing statement is focused on let's picture a world where we only have all of one type of creature. You've got all of the faceless demons. Eventually, destruction is going to happen. Are you even going to have a game store to play at anymore? Or if you have all of the, you know, trolls, basically, that doesn't sound like any fun. Are you going to come back to that shop where you have to listen to your intelligence just drifting away? No. If everybody was a phoenix, you'd hang out and be social. And if you're playing against the phoenix, you might even win against them. Because like I said, they're hot-headed. They're just going to drop and go. Um, and if you're a phoenix yourself, you're always having fun because you're on to the next thing. You're not letting the times where you had to talk to the demon or the troll hold you back because you're just being fabulous. <laughs> always on brand. All right. And Faithless Looting got banned, so it's more reasonable to play phoenix. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Aaron, why don't you close us out? 60 seconds on the clock. Go ahead. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna build off the all one type of creature. So in this scenario where all the creatures are just one type, the Tchaub concept works, and it works better because you end up with a shared pool of intelligence that just sort of makes its way around the room as everybody drains the intelligence from everybody else. So if everybody <laughs> starts at like a hundred, and there's ten of them, right? You've got a thousand IQ. So obviously you can play Storm now. And then <laughs> as the people play against each other, right, they'll suck it out. And, you know, one person will end up, you know, on the low end. The winner maybe gets more of the seconds. intelligence. And so that way you can finally know without a doubt who the best player in your LGS is because they will be the smartest Five. and everybody else will be dumb. <laughs> all righty <laughs> here we go let's go right to the verdict just uh for time's sake so let's go over ruben's argument it was the the jewy blacks or the jew blacks the oozes highest rated uh and, and zuby fact checked that as far as the uh villains went 
they both attacked uh, Zenaid's process uh, with the Phoenixes burning up cards. They're always burning up cards. Uh, but the Jewy Blex was the Faceless Lord, Omniscient. I don't know how fun that's going to be to play against, so uh, more on that later. Let's go to Zenaid's argument. Uh, it was the Fire Phoenix. She, she went on the opposite round. Very social. Everyone's having fun. We're playing the limited format. Uh, and uh, Ruben said the, the vintage format. That's very important. I'll tell you why later. Uh, so the limited format... Um, uh, yeah, faceless. Uh, yeah, she said that everything's faceless and beady eyes and very unpleasant on the other guys' uh, tables. More fun with the Phoenix. Keep it fabulous. Always on brand and, and keeping the LGS open, like you said. And you also sold variants as well. So, kind of the antithesis of Ruben's argument. So let's go to Aaron's. Uh, the Dark Sun Amonkhet is like a Amonkhet style. The Tachab. Uh, I, I, I kept reading Trump or Trump supporter on that. It might just be me. Psionic, uh, you played to uh, my favorite kind of style of play in D&D. Uh, logistics, again, attacked on the Phoenix. Uh, everyone's playing Storm, didn't like that. And, um, yeah, so, and, and very invasive, very touchy-feely on the brain. Kind of weird. Uh, so, I'm going to say, but Aaron, uh, like Ruben, you left off what kind of uh, format we're playing. So we, we got limited from Zenaid and uh, vintage from Ruben, but I have to give this one, uh, I, I don't want to say an upset but because it's D&D &D involved, but I got to give this round to Zenaid. I think it was a, a very fun, inclusive oh. round. So I, I got to say her argument really made me want to play with the Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, if we're choosing opponents that we want to have, if we want to be building our friendly local game stores up, I'd ra much rather have a oh, building sure. full of phoenixes. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, so let's go to round three. Chat, get ready. This is all you going to be voting on this one. I get to take a nap. This is my favorite part of the night. Uh, but let's get the uh, third question up and ready to go, PK. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Zanade, you get to choose the order. I'm sorry. I need to write that down. Okay. Um. Well, we're going to put Aaron up first Ooh. because he hasn't gone first yet. Yep. And oh, then we're going to put Ruben second and I'll go last this Perfect. time. All righty. Okay. That's my so, strat. You're stealing my strat. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That was good. Question number three. Pioneer, the new... Frontier. Since the announcement of the Pioneer format, the hype and hyperbole has been vigorous with many discussions centering around its ban list and how few cards are on it. There has been much speculation over which cards that were previously banned in their respective standard formats are likely to break the format. However, we want to hear about the sleepers no one is talking about. Please tell us which seemingly innocuous pioneer legal card do you see breaking the format and why is your chosen card up to that task? All right, so we'll give that a moment to settle in. There was a lot there, so everyone gets to chew on that for a little bit. Let's go back to the couch real quick. So this one is the chat. Uh, we have already Zanade uh, up one and Aaron up one. Ruben's definitely not out of this if he if he takes this uh, round. Zuby, do you think this thing's shaping up like you thought it would? 
Zuby? Zuby, you're yep. muted. Uh, Zuby. Hold on, I was on mute. Uh, I, I definitely think uh, round one was the upset of the night, and that's going to be something that a lot of folk are going to be talking about oh, for weeks mm-hmm. now. Oh, they um, still are. <laughs> They're taking yeah. it back. Not a lot of hentai so, fans out there. <laughs> and um, so I, I really think uh, Aaron is going to be coming out of this one strong just based on his podcast. Um there and um yes i'll be interested to see where this goes here conversely though zanade upset both the i think more and and correct me if i'm wrong zanade but the two more experienced D players uh, in the last round so yeah i've never played D. have <laughs> like built a character halfway but so there you go you, you you never know you never know uh johnny how's the chat doing it looks like we got efren and pixie in there <laughs> ben mazes in that's what we got from Efren. Just ban mazes end. Perfect. All right. So now I hope that the uh, you got the chance to marinate with that uh, question. Mm-hmm. Let's get uh, two, minutes. two minutes on the clock. Yep. Okay. So the, the card that people are not paying attention to in Pioneer, my opinion, is Aetherflux Reservoir. Mm-hmm. Um. This is a, a card that during its life in standard uh, was fine, right? Some people tried to like make it work. Um, when you expand the card pool into Pioneer, um, you get essentially the the cards to build a Cheerio style deck. Mm. So you basically uh, you ramp out a, an Ether Flex Reservoir as fast as you can. And then, and sometimes you don't even have to do that. You can just sort of play it on turn four. Um, but then you have uh, one, two, three. You like you have enough zero cost artifacts that when you combine SRAM with a bunch of cheap zero cost artifacts, that you can very easily build to that fifty life and just have a one turn kill. And there aren't enough answers in the format to something like that. Um, that are necessarily like main deckable uh, in every color where you would be able to answer something like that the turn it hits the field and the counterspells are so weak um, that you really can't necessarily play the the control game against it and once it go once it starts going off right you're just gonna lose to a bunch of bone saws and a quarter shields. Uh, it's it's an extremely unfun uh, play pattern. It has a very little interaction, um, if any. Once it goes off, you're pretty much out of out of the game. And uh, I'm I'm not wild about a a mid to low power format Ten. having a four mana win the game. Win the game. Hmm. Okay, that's time. That was a lot of information. I'm so glad I'm not judging this round. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Go to Ruben. Two minutes on the clock. Yep. Go ahead. So there's been a card called Pure Steel Paladin that has already won a Pro Tour. Now, Pure Steel Paladin, of course, being from New Phyrexia, is not in Pioneer. However, there is a card that is very similar named SRAM Senior Edificer from uh, uh, Aether Revolt. It allows you to draw a card whenever you play a bunch of free artifacts, just like you were just talking about with your uh, uh, Cheerios-style strategy. And basically, I was trying, when I was brewing up uh, ideas for Pioneer, I just searched the word whenever and the word draw card. 
And so I was like, what is the best way to, whenever I do anything, draw a card and go through my entire deck as quickly as possible? It seems like SRAM might be the best way to do it with your kite sails and your uh, a quarter shields and things like that. And then, of course, you can finish off with something along the lines of an Aether Flux Reservoir or another Storm card or something along those lines. So I think that that's probably where I would start at this point. It's cheap to get down on the board. It's easy to splash, being a colorless and a white. And not for nothing, it's one of the best dwarf advisors ever printed. Um, and so I think that that's probably where I'd, where I'd begin uh, my pioneer search. Is Dwarf Advisor a big uh, carpool? Yeah, I'm sure there are tons. I I looked it up, but I'm sure there's I'm sure there's lots of them. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, I'll get we'll fact, fact check, check that. I'll, yep. I, I, I'm going to say that SRAM is is going to be top three dwarf advisors that have ever been printed. Top three, okay. He's like one of the best ones ever. Of yeah, the three <laughs> of the seven, hopefully. Uh, that was a bad joke. Let's go to Zidane. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, so the card that is going to be breaking the format that is going to be found in a large percentage of decks, we're talking like Wasteland to Legacy uh, analogy here, uh, is going to be Mutavault. Mm. Uh, so Mutavault is a land that can add a colorless mana or you can make it become a 2-2 creature. It's also a changeling, so it's any creature type. So if you have any tribal decks, um, like merfolk using stuff from Ixalan, dinosaurs, whatever it might be. Sorry, my dog wanted to say that beagles are also a tribe that can be represented <laughs> by Mutavolt. Uh, so, uh, you know, you're not just going to find this in creature decks, but you're also going to be able to put it in control decks um, where you have a, a blocker back there. Mutavolt has a lot of advantages of how you can use it when you activate it to be a creature, whether you have things that apply to the number of creatures you control just like my beagle. Um, so it's going to be a great resource for a blocker or an attacker, and it's going to go in, like, every deck. It's a colorless land that you can literally jam into almost any deck, and it has a spot. It's not just useless. It's very useful and very handy. Nice. All right. Hey. So that is the picks are in. The picks are in. Let's go quickly. Uh, we had Ruben calling for an early fact check, so let's go to the couch. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm totally terrible. Uh, Zanade, what were you picking? Because I was busy looking up advisors. <laughs> mutable. <laughs> what? Oh, mutable. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Okay. So she technically picked everything, um, including sorry. advisors. <laughs> so yes, as far as including advisors, that, that is true. And beagles. So as far as advisors go, <laughs> I'm only finding SRAM as the lone dwarf advisor. Mm. Okay, okay, there you go. Definitely oh. top three. Interesting. <laughs> that is true. So yeah. I think his his closest uh, non dwarf analog is Gaddock Teague, but he's right. a Kithkin, not a dwarf. Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, Dang. we'll see. We'll see if that comes back. Uh, Johnny, Echo the Dolphin. Uh, let's uh, let's see, uh, Efren tried looking up the Dwarf Advisor on Scryfall, it crashed his browser, um, and then, uh, Williamson is thinking, uh, Mutavault's an interesting choice, the tribal shenanigans could be pretty powerful in this format. Alright, great, let's go straight to the rebuttals, 60 seconds on the clock, Aaron's yeah. on the clock. Go ahead. Um, so, as of right now, in the Pioneer format, there are... Uh, oh no! 
There are 14 zero-cost artifacts that can be played alongside uh, SRAM to power up your Aetherflux Reservoir. Um, and that is more than enough to get 12 to 16 playables. Um, there's also a there's a Retract-esque card that's legal. Um, it is... 15 seconds. It is... Where is it? Where is it? I know. I'm running out of time. Hold on. Three, two... PK buzzer. Going for the hard facts, but kind of Spock. It was Retraction Helix. Oh. Oh, dang. That was the droid you were looking for. Uh, let's I... go to Ruben <laughs> wow. for his rebuttal. Why is your pick the best? I'm pretty sure that I just got, like, that was just a, that was just him arguing for SRAM. Um, <laughs> so I'm not really sure what else I have to do. But, uh, you know, even on top of zero costs, there's plenty of ones out there. Um, you can play a hexproof style strategy. Um, and, and play a bunch of one-drop auras to go along with your SRAM. Um, I think that any time that you have an engine in a can like that, it's possible that it can break the format. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe that the question was, what under-the-radar card or mm-hmm. what card that is not being seen or gotten respect yet? And I'm pretty sure there were mutables in the top eight of the Pioneer... MTGO challenge. Mm. So uh, we'll have to fact check that one. So <laughs> if those ones already have some clout and gravitas and provenance, I'm not sure that counts as under the radar. Time. Ruben not mm. done yet. Down two Ooh. rounds, but still Ooh. has a dog in the fight. Uh, Zanade, why don't you close us out on the rebuttals? All right. So first to speak to the Aetherflux Reservoir, we have a bunch of cards that can deal with artifacts, even multiple artifacts, like Consigned to Dust from Journey into Nyx with Strive, Merciless Eviction, even the one-shot, like, uh, Destroy Target Artifact, cheaper, like, Naturalize and such. Um, And then also to respond to the fact that uh, the, like, low-key cards, I don't think, when the question was posed, it was mentioned about the talk of the cards that are on the ban list and what's going to get banned and what's I don't think Mutavault is going to get banned, so I still think that's a card that a lot of people are forgetting. I had not looked at the top eight decks, but from what I've seen people purchasing at my local game store and talked with my friends, I feel like Mutavault has not been on the radar in a lot of the groups. Um, And so Mutavault is definitely the best card because as I stated in my original argument, it's like Wasteland and Legacy. It's going to be dominant, and it's asleep right now. Pick yours up before they go up. Time. All right. Snuck it in. Perfect. All right, so that is the rebuttals. Uh, before we go to the couch and start fact-checking, let's just uh, move right into the – let's not give them a break at all. Let's go right into it. Uh, no break. Back to Aaron for the closing statement. Yep. Go ahead. Um, oh, for the, for the, for this? Yeah. Yes. We're just wrapping it up. Okay. Yep. Um, so I think that 
if you're if you're differentiating between Etherflux Reservoir and SRAM as a as a band target, um, you're really um, trying to just kill one deck, and that's basically the Storm deck. Uh, historically, we have seen these sort of big picture design mistakes, right? Dredge, Storm. Uh, these are things that they want to target specifically and not hit things that go into other decks. If you ban SRAM, then the Hexproof deck goes away. Like, Pioneer Bogles doesn't exist without that card. So, my... my 15? My argument is that it's the most... Uh, it's the cleanest ban uh, between the two. Whew. All right, jumping right back over to Mr. Ruben Bressler. 60 seconds on the clock. I think okay. of the th of the three cards, if you were looking at um, their success already in other formats as a hint to whether or not they will be powerful in Pioneer, uh, you can certainly make the argument that both Mutavault and Aetherflux Reservoir have both made their mark in other formats. They've already uh, achieved a lot in those formats, whereas SRAM would finally have a place to shine in Pioneer. And as a result, I think that they would be more loath to get rid of the unique card in that format, e even if it could be more powerful. That's why I think it's the most under the radar, is it hasn't done anything anywhere else before. Is it's, it's It's got the highest ceiling, but it's also got the lowest floor. Um, I think that it has the most room for potential and the most exciting ability of any of the cards that Five. we've brought to brought to bear. Oof. Time. So much information. This is this is neck and neck. I'm getting like <laughs> meat sweats and I didn't even eat I ate vegetarian tonight. All right. Uh let's Ew. Go jump right. <laughs> well, never mind. Ruben, never mind. You said it best. We can't make these kind Sram of jokes. Sram hasn't done anything one. in any other formats. So I'll just let that be the statement that you said straight from your mouth that he hasn't done anything in any other formats. Maybe he will be a sleeper, but Ooh. if I was a betting woman, and you know I am because of my Magic Fest Vegas convention set, uh, <laughs> that I'm going to bet that Beautiful is definitely going to be the first card that's going to be uh, talked about being banned. Because again, I was saying Wasteland is the most. Uh, found single card in the if you take the entire legacy card pool of decks, I think Mutavault is going to become that. And I think after a year when it's been around, and maybe they have banned different things like the big hitters, um, these sleeper cards are still going to be sleepers, but then Mutavault's always going to be present. And that's why I think Mutavault is the card to pay attention to. And because it goes in every deck, it's something that everybody should be considering. Um, yeah, and that's it. What? As Willow says, be fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> what a round. All right, while we give some time to uh, the chat and, and Johnny Slivers to kind of tally up your vote. Like, chat, go ahead and vote. Who wins this round? This is all on you. But uh, we're going to take kind of a mid-show break. Let's kind of tell everyone what everyone's up to and where to find everyone. So, Aaron, you've been having uh, – Turn One Thought Sees podcast has been on for how many years? And where can – what are you about and where can everyone find it? Oh, Lord. Um, so this is, uh, I think this is year five. Yeah, I think we started in 2014. Um, or maybe 2015. It's either year four or year five. Um, but we've, we've been around. Um, 
previously, you know, we had just focused on modern. Um, and now, obviously, with the Pioneer is uh, sort of a nice dovetail to the modern format. There's a lot of crossover in the card pool. So we're going to be covering that as well. Um, so you can find us uh, probably the easiest way, com, all spelled out. And then um, we're on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, like every everything you can possibly imagine. We're on Stitcher, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> like we're we're on iHeartRadio. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud Whoa, of that one. Whoa, dang! <laughs> that one's hard Ooh. to get on, actually, for some reason. Uh, excellent, uh, Zanade, you. Uh, recently started a youtube channel as well and that's been that seems like it's been oh there's willow the beagle whoa oh playing that's the a big ass, that's that's a big ass beagle <laughs> <laughs> this is the small one. <laughs> oh wow yeah so um i do mostly magic the gathering cosplay but i also uh dabble in i'm a gamer definitely i'm a grinder you could say um, so I definitely have been doing some pack crack opening videos. Um, you know, I, I also, I will do some cosplay, sewing, streaming on Twitch here coming up. Uh, so if you want to find me and follow me, you can find me everywhere at Zbex, C-B-E-X-X. Uh, you can support me on Patreon. Most of my stuff, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. It's all Zbex. So that's where you can find me and more. Beagle content. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, Mr. Ruben Bressler, you, you do a couple things, right? Why don't you tell her? I do a few it. things. I do one or two things. Hi, everybody. I'm the Internet's Ruben Bressler. You can follow me everywhere at M-O-X-R-E-U-B-Y. Uh, on Monday nights on the official Dungeons & Dragons Twitch channel and YouTube, you can catch Ravnica the Broken Pact, the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica show. This season we're in Avernus for the first layer of hell. Uh, that's with myself, Ashlyn Rose, Riley Silverman, Garav Galati, and Jordan Pridgen. You can also check that out at savingthrowshow.com where you can catch seasons one and two in podcast form as well. And then, of course, on Wednesday nights and uh, uh, Tuesday Days on CoolStuffInc.com, you can catch all of the Magic Mike's stuff, M-I-G-I-C-M-I-C-S, where myself, Evan Irwin, and Aaron Campbell talk about the week that was in Magic the Gathering news. We also do top 10 lists. Uh, this week, we cover top 10 vampires, which is why I'm all dressed up with no place to go. Um, and I've also uh, uh, been doing a lot of voiceover work recently um, for a variety of outlets. But in particular, uh, today, uh, the history of vampires came out at CoolStuffInc.com. And you can catch, uh, catch a whole coverage of all of the 25 years of vampires in Magic the Gathering over there as well. Sweet. That video kicked ass. Uh, you killed it on the mic, and uh, Jay and Ellie did a, a hell of a job writing that one. So let's go over to the couch. Let's get a couple of fact checks in, and then we'll get the verdict from uh, Echo the Dolphin. So, Zuby. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Yo. Not doing too bad. Aw. You're on um, kiss timeout. Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to kiss me. Not even Johnny. <laughs> oh, God. God. Okay. He just keeps looking away. Go to we'll get icon. one of the, we'll get one of the beagles. Yeah, there Aww. you go. I'm I'm done with that. Yeah. Um okay. But anyways, uh facts, they all picked magic cards. That's a fact. And <laughs> they they all do things. 
That's okay. also a fact. Two facts. Stellar analysis. Woo. That, that is I why mean, we don't pay him the big bucks. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. a baseball game again. <laughs> no, I'm not. A, oh, shit. That's right. It's World Series. Oh. <laughs> Great. And there goes oh, Zuby. Oh, shit. All right. Thank I you for reminding me. I definitely should have picked Blue Eyes White Dragon as my sleeper pick. No one would have seen it coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No. Excellent. All right. Uh, Echo, are you still with us? I'm still here. Uh, uh, based on the votes that came in, it was tight, but it ended up being in favor for Zbex. Zbex <gasps> gets the nod up two to one. Unfortunately, that means. Our very dapper, well-dressed Ruben Bressler, the Mox Ruby himself, is st- uh, mathematically eliminated uh, from the match. But, man, was this a close mm. one. This was razor thin. It, that, Especially that last round could have been anyone's game. Uh, man, uh, if, you, if you don't mind, why don't you stick around, Ruben, and just uh, enjoy this as a spectator sport for the Oh, yeah, round. absolutely. All right. So uh, it is now a head-to-head. Well, so if Zenaid wins... Round four, she's the winner of the match. If we have a very short, brief uh, tiebreaker, uh, if, in fact, that is the case. Uh, so if Aaron wins this next round, then we go to that mm-hmm. sudden death. But even if, uh, this is a head-to-head for round four. So let's get right into it. PK, those golden okay. pipes. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Question number four. With Halloween merely days away, you know what time it is. It's time to talk about the next MTG plane on the hype train. That's right. Life after Eldrain will be bringing us a return to Theros in January 2020. With that in mind, we want your most speculations. That's what it says. I don't know. I don't know. Of the seemingly 57 mechanics of Theros, which keyword ability would be the best to make a return in 2020? Which format do you see gaining the most benefit from a return to Theros? Got it? All right, so uh, VBEX, you get to pick the order. Are you going first or Aaron? Um, Aaron can go first. Okay. <laughs> and this is, uh, this last round is kind of a speed round. So that is 60 seconds on the clock. Yep. Go okay. ahead. All right. Um, so the return to Theros, the mechanic, um, that I think Uh-oh. is going to get the, get the love, uh, is constellation. Um, there was a very strong constellation deck that was in Theros standard, um, that had uh, Eidolon of Blossoms, Doomwake Giant, um, and uh, it used the enchantment creature type, um, which was a Journey into Nyx thing um, that in discussions that I've had afterwards with the lead designer of that set, um, Ethan Fleischer, was something that they, in retrospect, would have liked to to put throughout the entire set instead of just there. Um, the biggest benefit set that I see getting, uh, from Constellation Return would be Pioneer. There's already a fairly, uh, five comprehensive, uh, con- uh, Enchantress deck and, um, Constellation would be an That's excellent time. addition. <laughs> you got, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Z-Bex. 
Okay, so the uh, ability mechanic that I think that would be best to return would be heroic, uh, like all of the gods that we know, they're so heroic, um, which is whenever you cast a spell that targets it, you get a benefit. So design-wise, there's a lot of creativity, you know? You could have whenever, you know, it gets heroic, you gain a life. It could be it does damage. It could be that it gets a plus one, plus one counter. You've got all sorts of arrows that you can throw heroically at your creature. Uh, so I think Pioneer would definitely be the format that would benefit the most of it uh, because the heroic deck from Blue White back in the Theros day was very strong. And I think there's a lot of creatures that could benefit. Uh, there's a lot of different seconds. spells that can target. Um, so you're going to have a very large pool, maybe modern too, but especially um, Pioneer since you're going to have Five. a large pool to go from. Um, so yeah, and of course Standard and Limited will have fun with it too. That's time. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Ruben, you are now a, a spectator, so you could kind of lend your expertise as well. So out of Consolation and Heroic, thinking back to Theros, what was which one was your favorite uh, when the first trip to Theros? I mean, I like I like both abilities. Personally, I'm a big fan of playing basic mountains and then playing spells with those basic mountains. And so heroic is where I usually played. I played like 15 mountains with all of the Acroan Crusaders in that boss red deck. Um, I do like heroic quite a bit, you know, get my hammer hands on. Uh, <laughs> Constellation's more of my co-host Aaron Campbell's bag. Um, but I do love Count Constellation. Eidolon of Blossoms is a scary card. Doomwake Giant is a scary card. And if they, if, if both of those abilities came back, I would not be sad. Absolutely. All right, let's go right into rebuttal, starting with Aaron. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so my rebuttal is simply this. Uh, heroic outside of a standard environment just straight up isn't good enough. Uh, it doesn't create its own archetype. And it doesn't stand up against things like, like the reason there's no heroic deck in modern is because Bogles exists. So there's already a better version of that. Whereas Constellation is uh, an archetype defining keyword. And it, it almost single-handedly allows the Enchantress uh, archetype, which is a classic going all the way back to the beginning of Magic. Um, to to exist in the current time period. Excellent. All right. Uh, let's go to Zbex for your rebuttal. Go. Okay. Uh, well, as far as constellation as a mechanic, I really do enjoy that because I do play Tuvasa as a commander. However, uh, speaking to the format that it would benefit the most, which my opponent said would be Pioneer, I disagree because using his former argument of Aetherflux. Uh, Reservoir being the sleeper card and there being 14 zero drop artifacts, I see a lot more people focusing on artifacts for Pioneer. And although Enchantress is fun and does date back uh, ways, you know, what about Holy Strength? That also, there's a lot of pump spells back in Alpha um, that can be referenced. And I think you can get just as much flavor for having pump spells that when you target something or, you know, whatever it is, not just pump spells, but 15. you get an extra ability off of that. I think that's going to be a lot more diverse uh, for a lot more colors and a lot more players to be interested in. Whew. All right. Hey. 
Let's close out this wow. round. Aaron, uh, start out with your closing argument for the final round. This is for all the marbles. Sir, 60 seconds on the clock. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Constellation is um, a, uh, a mechanic that allows uh, design space in every color. Um, it doesn't require the creatures to be targeted. Um, and so you can have something like an unholy strength that will maybe trigger multiple things, whereas uh, heroic generally only deals with a single creature because they also had strive that was the thing that deals with multiple uh, multiple creatures at additional cost. Um, I just think that the the enchantment type doesn't have enough love in the past like ten or so years of magic. Um, you know, we don't have the... Uh, 15 seconds. We don't have the Shroud Enchantress um, from back in the day because people are very confused by Shroud. Um, so I, giving giving that a shot in the arm, uh, I think, is benefits the most people. It's time. All right. This is tough. You chat you this <laughs> one, too? Like, oh, God. All right. Uh, let's go right to Z-Bex. Let's close it out. This is the final All right. closing statement. Uh, well, okay. As much as uh, my opponent just said that Constellation would benefit the most people, I don't really think it would because I think when I'm looking at deck building, the number of enchantments that go into my list, and I realize that that would, having more Constellation might encourage people to play more, but we need to think about this if we're thinking about the entire card pool of Pioneer, similar to how many cards of energy there are. If there's only the cards from both uh, Journey into Nyx and the one Theros set, that's only two, uh, a, a small set and a large set where we're getting more in uh, Constellation cards, we had two Kaladesh cards for energy. I just don't think it's going to be enough. Um, and just to get back to Heroic, I think Heroic is so fun. I think aggressive players are going to like it. I think tempo 15. players are going to like it. I think control players are going to like it. Um, combo players might even find a way to abuse some combos if they had the right mechanic on a Heroic right. creature. Um, so for game design space and overall benefit, Heroic's the way to go. Time. All right. Oh, geez. Consolation versus heroics and aid Beckham versus Aaron. Ruben, where are you? All the facts are in. I just want to hear, uh, I want to kind of hear everyone's thoughts. Uh, bringing back these two, and, and I yeah. know you said Consolation uh, was more Aaron's jam and heroic was more your jam, but now with, uh, did, did either of their arguments kind of sway your decision? You know, I think that these are the two abilities from the original Theros that are the two that are the most likely to have any impact uh, in the older formats going forward. Devotion, they're going to power down if they bring it back. The gods have changed, of, of course. Um, even Monstrosity, which saw a lot of standard play, I don't think that the design teams are as enamored with Monstrosity. I definitely think that Heroic has room for growth and expansion. I think that Constellation has room for growth and expansion. The right kind of cards getting printed in either of those two keywords could certainly see them uh, uh, be, be even more powerful than they already are. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's get some tales from the couch. Zuby, any facts to, uh, did anyone, everyone kind of stay within the margins? Yeah, everyone stay within the margins, but I do want to uh, make a note that Constellation was only in Journey into Nyx. According to what I'm seeing, it was not in Theros mm -hmm. or Born of the Gods. 
Right. Yeah, that's why it's only in one small set. Then it yeah, would only so, be in one large set mm-hmm. coming out. So just going based off what Zenaid said, that Heroic was in all three, mm-hmm. so the card pool for Constellation is very small. All right. Yeah, they've uh, they have said that if they could go back, like if they could do it again, yeah, that Constellation would have would have been through the entire set, well, through the entire block. You mean? Yeah. Or I'm yeah. sorry, the entire block. All right. Uh, Echo the dolphin slivers. How, <laughs> how are you? How are you feeling? I, I've asked the chat. How are you feeling about this round? I'm I'm feeling this one's this one's pretty strong. I think I think Zenaid bringing up the point with the the fact that there are more heroic cards in the pool already, regardless of whatever format they would be playing in. Um, there's there's more room for expansion there, unless they went real heavy on Constellation. So I, I, there's a numbers game going on there. Even though Constellation may be the stronger of the two as far as bringing them back the fact that there's already a pool for heroic to expand on that I, I there might be an edge there on the numbers, but uh, I, I like the argument for constellation. I just, uh, it's a question of, you know, can they, can they put enough in there for it to be something that can cross the boundaries of standard into other formats? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, who knew I knew dolphins were intelligent animals, but that was very uh, <laughs> eloquent. Um, PK. What? So- but what, what, I don't think you were playing during the last Theros block, so... No, I don't know what anyone's talking about, honestly. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just here. That's I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, are you more... So, are, with all the information you just got, would you be more excited for a heroic-style deck or a consolation deck? I don't... Like, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what either of those things mean. So, like, a, a heroic, <laughs> basically, you target a creature and it gets bigger or it does an effect okay. uh, with, okay. a, with, an, with another spell. Um, and then yeah. Constellation wow. is uh, you change it into an aura, essentially. And then if that creature dies, then it falls off and becomes no, a that's, creature. That's no, that's bestow. Oh, no, that's, that's bestow. Yeah, that's bestow. Constellation is play an enchantment, get a benefit. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I like swear losing I my card. Something get a benefit or play an enchantment get a benefit. We're starting this round again. No, I was joking. Uh, no, I got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like making my creatures bigger because I like aggro creatures punch you in the face. So right, heroic. heroic. I just w- I just want to point out that I have one hundred percent support in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if this was there round three, sir, where were where were they on round three? Okay, so just going over the the meat and potatoes oh. here. Consolation, you brought up Idolana Blossoms. That thing was a just a house uh, during Journey into Nyx. Where Journey into Nyx, uh, like we stated, was the only set small. It was a small set that uh, featured uh, Journey to Nyx was a small set, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was a small set. Uh, and then uh, to, to feature this, so we have a, a lot smaller of a pool, and that's what uh, Zbex kind of stated as well. Uh, so we could kind of broaden this out to Pioneer, Enchantress, uh, you know, more uh, enchantment love. Uh, and, and, yeah, it's just uh, kind of broadening that, uh, building on that. And then uh, Zbex said Heroic. Uh, variations, you got a much bigger card pool. No one could argue that. Um saying ties in with other flux uh artifacts um and yeah just not enough constellation support that she said would affect pioneer both insanely great arguments i i hate to have to pick one and it's 
this whole thing has been razor thin. I, I think that Ruben should still be in this too. So but, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, like this is crazy, but I, I just have to say I blame like, slivers. If I'm if I'm thinking that's fine about what I want to see, especially that's with an infusion fine. of Pioneer, and I play Blue White Heroic to death, I wanna see more consolation. So Aaron takes it. So we oh. prolong this thing a tad bit, and I'm sorry to okay. everyone, but I just can't. I can't be. Yeah, I have to be honest. So okay. <laughs> do a, it's okay. The, the, this next question is fun. Okay, I'm, yeah. I, I like this one. Okay, this so let's do question. tiebreaker round five. This is for all the marbles. Let's get it going. We don't even have to do uh, a closing statement. We're just gonna do the the initial pick, and then we're gonna do yep. a rebuttal, and that's it. Sixty yep. seconds for both. Okay. The question. Aaron, Quick. are you going first or second? That's uh, okay. I'll go second. Okay. Okay. Ready? Question. Yes. Quick. Gordon Ramsay has the flu. Pick a planeswalker to sub in as the host of his latest cooking show, Ramsay's Ruckus Roastoff. Who do you pick and why are they the best fit for the job? 60 seconds on the clock. Zanaid, go All ahead. Right. I'm going to pick Nissa. Because she deals with the hottest firehead all of the time, Chandra. So she already <laughs> knows how to team the fire outside of the kitchen. So Nissa is definitely going to be a master of taming the fire inside the kitchen. Also, Nissa has great botanical references for what herbs and spices will make the dish be great, um, along with the scorching that she's already learned how to tame. Um, so you can better bet that this little beak is going to be looking to scoop some seconds off of <laughs> Nissa's counter. <laughs> I love that they nice. all end in like infomercial pitches. They're just fantastic. That's great. All right, Aaron, 60 seconds on the clock. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my Planeswalker cook pick is Xenagos the Reveler. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> he brings the fire, right? He has Reveler in his name. He creates line cooks and prep guys. <laughs> they all have haste. All inclusive. Okay. Yeah. He has... Uh, yes, I know I should have picked Oko, but it's too on the nose, right? Come on! No, unacceptable, right? So you've got Eidolon of the Great Rebel for your fire source. You've got Green Red Satyrs with haste. They're servers, they're cooks, they're everything. And it's a party. He's the god of rebels. Okay. Like, name a better dinner party host than that. It's time. Zanade, close it out. Yeah, go ahead, Ruben. I was going to say, for the record, you all missed Kiora oh. and just like the best <laughs> possible sushi bar that you could <laughs> oh ever have. Oh my God, for. yeah. Uh, I'm especially disappointed in Mr. Hentai, who didn't <laughs> want to go with the octopus creator, the master of the depths, who, who beckons the most delicious raw, raw fish dishes that are available. But you do you with whatever, uh, whatever you want to be doing over there. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> If you watch the original Iron Chef, and this is 100% true, the original Iron Chef, the Japanese show, there's a Japanese holiday called Girls' Day. Mm -hmm. And they had an episode that was dedicated to yeah. Girls' Day. And they had a secret ingredient. And I legit sat there. 
I was in front of the television and I was like, please, God, tell me that the secret ingredient is not going to be clams. And then two seconds later, he whips the tablecloth off and he just goes, clams! I was like, oh, what is happening? Like, is this even real life right now? And it totally was. And you can fact check that because it happened. Oh, man. Yeah, Kiora is kind of the the one woman uh, Rio seafood buffet all by herself. Uh, Zanade. Let's close it out. Go ahead. All right. Well, I just got to say, you you can't really pick Xena Ghost against Xena because that Ooh. is my name. So obviously my pick is essentially, you're trying to say that Xena Ghost, like as, as a good partier, I mean, that's why I picked Nissa because I am Zanade. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Nissa doesn't need to worry about having the greatest reveling of parties because she's more focused on the candlelight dinner aspect. Ooh. With if, if you ever watch the cooking shows, they're looking for presentation and you know the way that you're emulsifying and your techniques and things that I can't do, but Nissa can, and she's gonna really seal the deal for that proposal night. Oh, oh man, that's more intimate. All right, wow. Aaron, it's all go right. ahead. Here's the problem with having a mono green host. You don't make friends with salad. You don't make friends with salad. You don't make friends what? with salad. You don't make friends with salad. You can't have that, right? You need somebody who's going to bring a whole pig, or uh, you know, a satyr. <laughs> Uh-huh. You need somebody who's going to bring a bunch of different kinds of food. You can't just have a mono green person at the helm. Is that oh, it? You got yeah. 30 seconds. That's it. What else is there? Okay. That's it. I brought a song. Really <laughs> hard oh, on yeah. the south. You did. You did. All right. Great. Didn't you see that episode of The Simpsons that probably aired when you were like seven years old? No. <laughs> I, know I got you the did. reference. Uh, okay, good. Okay, so, man, being an ex, uh, like, a food and beverage manager for Caesar's Palace, I could definitely appreciate uh, a, a person that, that's all-inclusive, all, all right? He's bringing the entire team to do mm. all the work and, uh, you know, but but they're satyrs, so they're going to be too reveling, too busy to be cleaning mm -hmm. up. It's just going to be even more mess. So it's almost counterproductive, yeah. but yeah. you do have variety. Cause I do like a little bit of steak on my salad. Uh, but, but I do like the more intimate setting. It's a little quieter. You know, I'm a little mm -hmm. older now. I'm kind of over the Vegas scene. That's why I moved away to Seattle. Anthony's Steakhouse. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. shit, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is, this one's tough. Uh, and it's so much writing on the really nothing's writing on. I'm not paying anybody. Um, but the winner of this episode, and I, this this was uh, this was really hard. Uh, before that, let's go to the couch. Uh, let, let's buy me a, a, a second in time, Zuby. All, all everything's in. Do you go? Do you go just straight salad, or do you go a little bit of meat on your salad? Um, I mean. Would Nissa just be a vegetarian, though? I think so. No, I think she has meats, too. That's oh, why okay. she torches mm. stuff. She knows how to kindle the flame. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. 
I got oh dang. I got Williamson pointing out that Gruel's got the best grog. So okay. there's that. There's that. Okay. Yes. And uh, mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> go oh, watch our D episode for that. Uh, PK. Yeah, I don't know. This is a really tough one. Um, I think I think both contestants brought really strong arguments. I I like just a salad. I'm fine with that. But you know, I. You know, sometimes you want a little bit of chicken or even some beef on your salad. Yeah. It's okay. Oh man, this this was this was real rough. Uh, <laughs> I I hate this. What the yeah. fuck? Drum roll, please. Uh, yeah, the mat the match. I'm gonna get so much shit for this. The match goes to Aaron. The match goes to Aaron. I'm sorry, today. Oh! It was so razor thin. You did so. Oh. Oh. This could have oh, gone to shit. anyone. Like I still feel like Ruben should be in this. Like I said before, what a hard fought match. Oh my oh. god. It was so close. This was so nuts. close. Uh, thank you all for competing. No, no, no losers here. Everyone's a winner. Well, at least for the contestants not myself included but let's uh let's sign <laughs> uh let's sign off everyone uh ruben or well, first pk let's do the uh the quick interview the exit interviews uh yeah okay so um Zanaid, how did you prepare for this evening um well you did give us some very vague hints and you said <laughs> to know about your monsters on the DD roll decks so I did watch a short 25-minute video while I was driving oh. home, or, like, I listened to it, you know, um, about the 10 scariest monsters in D&D. And then I didn't even use one of those monsters because I thought when you read the question, we had to select one of those three. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but otherwise, I just used all of my magic knowledge because I'm a huge magic nerd. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah, you won so, the D&D &D, uh, yeah, round, definitely. Though, so yeah. Which is crazy, so I guess my preparation helped. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I, I think it did. Uh, That's the question you want. And Zanae, who, who would you want to see, uh, again, if I could co-hoax? Co my brain is jelly at this point. What? If I could bribe you into coming back on, who would you like to call out in the multiverse, specifically, oh. as an opponent? Oh, Oh. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. I I don't know. Um jeez. I would I think it would be fun. Um ooh, wait, we should get uh, definitely Trapixium in here, you know, okay. Steven speaking of reveling, Xenagos. That was a trap pick for <laughs> sure. Fun. Um and then who else do we got? Um I don't know, maybe like uh um. Uh, let's get uh, let's get uh. Can we can we have someone from Wizards on like Tom Ross? Let's get him on. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Nice. Efren, Efren says Mark Rosewater. So yeah, yeah sure. We're just throwing out not? names. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get oh, Jesus would, Christ on here. I That's would fun. love to go up against Mark Rosewater. I'm game for that. <laughs> That would be awesome. And, and we had so much fun tonight that it actually broke Ruben's computer. So in, in this is perfect fashion, uh, hashtag potato. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Ru Ruben's, Ruben's computer crashed. But we get stuck on this great picture of him. Uh, and you can find him at Mox Ruby. He did a hell of a job. That was awesome stuff. Uh, PK, uh, then for Aaron, closing interview. Yeah, but everyone, real quick, let's make the face that Ruben is making right. real quick. Everybody do it. 
Oh, oh right, I'm a dolphin. Oh, yeah, hold on. Go, go to the we're couch. On, couch. We're on a different screen, go, so I don't think it matters. Couch, do it. Couch, do it. Quick. That's uh, okay. Uh, I'm a dolphin hey, making a face. Face is it? Make the face. Uh, okay. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, Aaron, when yes. what did you feel like the turning point was? Because like you started out real rocky tonight, <laughs> um, but something happened, and you just like. You just came back from that. What was the turning point? Um, probably when I just let the really, really, really gross stuff go, <laughs> and yeah. just sort of moved into like the 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 mainstream a little more. The normal. Mm. So I guess a little you won easier that round though. It's easier. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: when people aren't watching, they'll be like. All right, you know, like the you've got incognito tabs open just like everybody else. Right. But when they're out in public, they're like, "Oh no, I'm not down with any of that stuff." <laughs> we did do and a to kill, and, and they killed Oko. There's a that. Long time ago together. I, yeah. Yeah. With, with a time spiral card, no less. <laughs> I'm still really upset. Nobody picked Oko for that last tiebreaker question. Just too, it's too it. easy. <laughs> My favorite. I, it was the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> All right, yeah. let, let's do a Oko uh, pick. Too easy. Let's do a, a, a few <laughs> quick uh, around the horn sign offs. Where can everyone find you? Let's go to the couch first. Uh, Echo the dolphin. Quick. Where where can everyone oh, find you? Lord, you can find me under the sea, and you can also find <laughs> me at Tony Silvers on Twitter and here at They Said We Said on the Ten Street Hooligans. Uh, Johnny, sorry. make a dolphin sound quick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's pretty damn good. Thank you. Uh, Magic Wazubi, when people are not supposed to kiss you, where can everyone find you? Uh, um, everybody can find me on... Where the, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, just Magic Wazubi, <laughs> my podcast, and all, all that sign-off that I usually do. Aww. Um, <laughs> uh, on Twitter, Mag on oh, Facebook, dear. all that stuff. He's watching Sorry. a game. He's distracted. Yeah, I, I'm distracted by the World Series right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Zanade Beckham, thank you so much for being such a strong competitor tonight. Again, this was the hardest decision I ever had to make, but uh, I, we hope to see you back on here. And where, where can everyone find you? Thanks for being such an awesome sport. Hey, thanks. I had a lot of fun, and I would totally come back on again. This has been a really fun night. Everyone can go find me on any social media page at ZBEXX. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, uh, at ZBEX. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Aaron, what a what a performance tonight. Uh, uh, different performance, uh, but one that still pulled it out. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. She has a she has a sticker. Aaron, where can everyone find you? Oh, sorry. that's awesome. And I wish I wish my branding oh, was that fuck. consistent. <laughs> like <laughs> Because there's some places that Turn One Thoughtsee is all spelled out is too long for their like username or and stuff, so it's split between T the number one Thoughtsees and Turn One Thoughtsees all spelled out. <laughs> um, so the the website is probably the the easiest place. It's Turn One Thoughtsees all spelled out dot com um, that has all the all the stuff. But if you search uh, for Turn One Thoughtsees on any place that you can possibly get a podcast. Uh, you will find us there, and uh, we're we're f four ish years in, f 
four years in, still going strong. Um, and just uh, we're going to start, obviously, doing more Pioneer stuff um, along with the modern content that we've already, that we've always brought. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's a pretty exciting time. Excellent. Thank you again, my friend, for coming back on. Uh, my co-captain tonight, PK, where can everyone find you? Everyone can find me on YouTube and Twitch under Pixie Kitten Plays and on Twitter, PKP underscore magic. And I have a really big, exciting announcement coming out this Friday nice. on Twitter. So make sure you're watching what's, what's for What's the announcement? What's, what's it about? <laughs> I can't tell you until Friday. Uh, I hate Secret. these announcements of announcements. Come on, <laughs> tell us. Okay. Willow. If it's a gender Sorry, reveal, Willow. don't make it a pipe bomb. What? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what? You, guys hear, you guys didn't hear about this? No. What? No. There's there was these people and they were having one of those stupid gender reveal parties and they were trying to make like a smoke bomb, yeah. but they accidentally made a pipe bomb. Oh no! Oh, my God. And like no. people went to the hospital. Like oh, shrapnel. Dang. Oh, it's dang. magic related. Like Don't it's worry, not. Folks, mom's okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> what? What was the gender? explosion i don't know like know. It, it doesn't have they're one. still uh, trying to figure that out yeah. they're still i'll do the, the fact checking on that yeah guys. please fact check that. <laughs> well with that said uh if you like this uh if you like supreme verdict come on back because we got some really cool stuff planned uh this is all via 10 street hooligans and they said we said again sponsored by cardsier.com simply the very best place to buy sell trade your paper magic gathering cards online if you want to talk magic or movies with me you could do so on twitter at orzov done and until next time let's wipe the board Holy Bye. crap, somebody died. <laughs> <laughs>